You ready, boss? Who's the boss in you're, this context? You're the boss. It ain't me. Ah, I thought Jake was the boss, but let's do it. Oh, yeah, let's do it. I mean, if Jake's ready, everybody's ready. I don't know. Somebody's the boss. Hey, everybody. I'm Kai Rizdal. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. And I'm Kimberly Adams. Thank you for joining us. It is Thursday, and we're going to do what we do on the regular around here, which is some news fixes followed by some smileys. So let's jump right in. What's your news today, Kai? So I've got two. One's a little tidbit, sort of late breaking as of uh, sort of midday today-ish in Los Angeles Thursday. Uh, Nick Timrose, the economics reporter, the Fed guy at the Wall Street Journal, broke this one that um, or maybe there was actually an announcement. There might have been an announcement. Anyway, Austin Goolsbee, who chaired the Council of Economic Advisors uh, for President Obama uh, and who was and is, I suppose, a professor at the Chicago Booth School of Business, is going to be the next president of the Chicago Fed. Um, And that matters, of course, because the Federal Reserve, the Federal Open Market Committee, on which um, Goolsbee will be a voting member starting in January, are the ones who set interest rates. So so that's uh, sort of an interesting little tidbit. Another tidbit about Goolsby, by the way, is first of all, he's, he's a really nice guy, super guy, won a uh, stand-up comic competition. <laughs> he did. He was voted wow. like funniest economist. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Anyway, so new president of the Chicago Fed um, coming in in uh, the next couple of weeks. So that's number one. Number two is, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, it is it is time for me to move away from the minivan. We just don't have enough uh, human beings in the house to make it worthwhile anymore. So mm-hmm. we're in the market for an electric car. And there's a great piece in the Wall Street Journal today about why we don't have enough electric chargers yet, what the government's trying to do about it, what private business is trying to do about it. And, and the piece points out, among many other things, that it took a good 25 or 30 years for gas stations to become readily available in this economy. And now we're trying to go electric in like less than a decade. Um, So it's going to be bumpy. There will be complaints. It will be expensive, um, but it's coming. But anyway, it's a a good little, um, here's what's going on with the electrification of the U.S. auto industry, which which is, you know, interesting. I wonder, though, if when gas stations were getting rolled out, was... Did the federal government throw money at it in the same way that they're they're throwing money at the EV charging infrastructure? Because you had money in the uh, infrastructure bill. You had money for it in the Inflation Reduction Act, which was basically a climate change bill. So, I mean, that would be an interesting comparison as well. The the short answer is no, they didn't. No, they didn't. So it it used to be that gasoline was sold like literally on a shelf, like the store person would take it off the shelf, pour you a gallon of gas. You would carry that bucket out to your car, get a funnel in your gas tank and pour it in the gas tank and then take the bucket back. Right. And then eventually there became these pump things that they did. And then in the 20s and 30s, as car adoption got more widespread, then the big companies jumped in and said, oh, look, we can do this. Um, Yeah, it was wild. It's a a good piece. It's a good piece. We'll put it in the show notes. I'm going to go and look at that. Yeah, it's cool. Um, Mine is not so newsy, but, you know, there are so many stories that are important and ongoing that we don't pay attention to because it's rarely breaking news, but so, so important. And, you know, God bless investigative journalists because the South Florida Sun Sentinel has an incredible investigation that they're calling Innocence Sold, which is about all of these young girls in the foster care system in Florida that end up being sex trafficked and 
how much of a higher risk these young girls are for being trafficked, how the system has failed them, how the victims often end up getting blamed, and mm-hmm. how some of these girls uh, end up dead. Uh, and I'm and I'm sure it doesn't just happen to girls, but this is the kind of key theme of a, a lot of these stories. It's, I believe, it's going to be a, it's a four-part series. They've got parts one through three up right now. And uh, it's really incredible journalism and something that it's it's really sad, but good to, good to read. So yeah. just wanted to point people to that, and the links will be in the show notes there. All right, Jake, shall we? Hard turn. Hard, hard turn. Very hard turn. Yeah, we kind of blew through the news. All right, you go first this time. <laughs> yes, we'll have to take our time That's right. That's right. talking about our stories that are smileys because right. we, we did just blow through that. Um, mine is, I don't know if it's a make me smile on the news itself, but it's a make me smile on the topic. Mm-hmm. So I saw this story in NextGov, which covers a lot of sort of federal government news. And a lot of the stories have to do with government contracts being awarded because, you know, it's a huge industry around government contracts, billions of dollars every day. Um, NASA has recently awarded a $57 million contract to, wait for it, mm-hmm. build roads on the moon. Really? Yes. Yes. It's going towards developing, and I'm reading here from NextGov, the award will go towards developing technologies to build infrastructure like landing pads and roads on the surface of the moon. And, you know, we talk a lot about space on here, about the Artemis missions and Mm -hmm. the science Mm -hmm. that gets done on board. On the tech show the other day, we had a story about, you know, a mission on one of these... um, Missions to uh, the space station where they're testing out how to uh, do like 3D printed, you know, human organs for transplants. And there's so much science being done. But this tells you how far in advance a lot of this stuff to make it happen really has to start. I mean, they Hmm. were working on James Webb for what, like 20, 30 years? Like a generation, yeah. 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 And... They, you know, NASA is very serious about returning humans to the moon, and that's going to take infrastructure. The Japanese are getting ready to send up a moon lander if they haven't already, and China is on their way. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so that means infrastructure. It means roads. It means landing pads that can take more traffic than just a one-time touchdown. And so companies are... Working on this, they are submitting bids wow. to the federal government to do this kind of work, and they're getting federal dollars for it. And it's so interesting to look at government contracts because they really tell you where the government is planning to spend money. Because we talk about top line numbers a lot, mm-hmm. like, you know, the federal government wants to spend, you know, $15 billion on this new education program. All right, well, which contract are they hiring to develop the curriculum, right? Right. Or how is that money getting spent? Education was not a great example because that money usually goes through the states. But anyhow, you get the idea. Yeah, that's cool. That's kind of wild. That is kind of wild. I mean, look, and $57 million will get it's you, not that much money. you know, it'll get you like a drop of concrete on the moon, right? If if that, <laughs> if that. But yes. look, you got to start somewhere. That's a cool story. I hadn't seen that one. That's really cool. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, so uh, I am, uh, you know, also uh, in addition to now being very interested in uh, electric vehicles, uh, I'm a soccer fan, uh, and so my news fixes and my make me smiles today are playing to my strengths. So mm-hmm. you know, do with that what you will, listeners. It's my program. Um, soccer World Cup's happening today. The first female referee crew is working a men's World Cup game, which I think is awesome. That's it. That is It's cool. a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. 38-year-old French woman named Stephanie Frappard. Stephanie Frappard. She's leading a Brazilian nice and a Mexican woman. There. It's cool. It's cool. Very cool. It's just great. It's about time. Yeah. I've been thinking as I see that the, you know, U.S., you know, national men's national team is, uh, you know, starting to win and stuff. I saw your very frantic but cryptic tweets about it <laughs> the other day because you're fond of tweeting like just, just random couple things. of yes, words yes. with no context I know, I whatsoever. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is he talking? Oh, this is a World <laughs> Cup thing. Oh, it was a it was a tense last Sorry. few minutes. Oh, there was stoppage time. You know, because I wasn't watching. I was doing other stuff. And, and I was, oh, so I man. literally Sorry. had to sort of do my own investigation uh, to figure out what you were talking about. That's but... Uh, <laughs> On the other hand, it's been nice to see them win because for so long, the you know, oh, know. U.S. men's national team I has do. kind of been, yeah. you know, not necessarily spoken highly of because they're often compared to the women's to women national who are team. Awesome, and have been awesome. Who for are years. awesome? Yeah. yeah, for years and years, and we're just like, yeah, the men never win. Forget about right. them. But the right. women, and then right. of course the fight to get them paid equally was. Yep. But, you know, so it's, I was about to say, good for them, you know, good for the very Midwestern, plus their little hearts. You go. It's so funny. (laughs) Thinking of you as a Midwesterner, I just, it gets me every time. I'm like, oh, yeah, St. Louis. She's from St. Louis. Why, anyway, why is that? I don't know. What is not Midwestern well, yeah, about you, see, you? You seem very... Uh, 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 all right, this is going to come out totally wrong. Nobody from St. Louis yell at me, including you, okay. Ms. Adams. You seem okay. very big city-ish, which is not to say that St. Louis is not a big city. But it it just, it's, I don't know. That's what it seems. Don't yell at me. That's, don't yell at me. That's okay. okay. I mean, right. I guess that, that tells me a little bit about what I share of myself. Because, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know... Yeah. I also yep. happen to have two squirrels and a possum in my freezer right now. So there's that, too. <laughs> I mean, do with that what you will. Um, you know, like, you know, we can we can be many things. We can be we, big city and country mouse. We, city we mouse can, and country mouse all at the same multitudes. time. Holy cow. Yes, all right. We well, we're going to leave multitudes. it with the, with the squirrel and the chipmunk or whatever it is. Possum, I guess. Possum, yes. In the freezer. We're done. Back tomorrow for Economics on Tap. The YouTube live stream starts at uh, 6.30 on the East Coast, 3.30 Pacific. More news, drinks, play a game of uh, half full, half empty. And uh, also, all y'all in the audience, if you're there on the live stream, you get to play along on the last question. Yes. Until then, if you've got a question or comment, you can call us at 508-UB-SMART and leave us a voicemail or email us at makemesmart at marketplace.org. I've also got some venison for what it's worth. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, venison, I could go. <laughs> you know, it's funny, though. We should just run a, a, it, the listener mailbag on Tuesday. It should just be people complaining about me being some elitist coastal whatever. <laughs> Anyway, Make Me Smart is produced by Marissa Cabrera and Courtney Bergsicker. Today's episode was engineered by Jake Cherry. Ellen Rolfus writes our newsletter. Bridget Bodner is senior producing Million Bazillion right now. And Donna Tam is the director of... No, she's not. No, she's not. On Demand. She's not. Donna, Donna Tam, Tam is the is big boss. Big boss. Executive editor. Right. Yes. She got promoted. Yay, Donna. She got a promotion. Go. 
John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts.